That cavern is sound. Easily confused with an iron lung. His coffee being brewed by a percolator. The recovery of Charlie Pickle. The recovery of Charlie Pickle. Featuring Dale, Dale. Marie, and Sam in Sam is on the couch. Sam is on the couch. That cavernous sound. Easily confused with an iron lung. Is coffee being brewed by a percolator? It predates automatic drip coffee makers. A percolator sounds like a small weather system. Sam. Sam is on the couch. It's been a few days. He's been staying in the living room. This visit is all temporary. Sam is just visiting to wait for his girlfriend Charlene to show up in town. This visit is all temporary. Charlene will probably make it to Clarence by the end of next week. Sam is just visiting. Sam will leave. The coffee Sam percolator on the couch is a type of metal it's been pot a few days used Sam for is brewing on the couch. coffee. It predates automatic trip coffee makers. Charlene and Sam will connect, maybe stay a few days, and then Sam and Charlene will be on their way. The coffee percolator is a type of metal pot used for brewing coffee. The weather outside on this day in November is typical of the season. A percolator sounds like a small weather system. A percolator sounds like a small weather system. Boils water, makes coffee. Coffee falls down into the pot, boils that water up. That's how the coffee gets made. A percolator sounds like a small weather system. Coffee up, coffee down through the coffee grounds. Coffee up, coffee up, coffee up down. Coffee through the coffee grounds. Sounds, 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 sounds. Here in Clarence, Texas, the weather outside is typical of the season. November is a rainy month and there's some scattered rain outside. It's mid-50s. And in terms of cloud cover and lack of sunshine, this is also one of the dark sky days of the year. A dark sky day requires lamps. It's like nighttime. There is no sunlight. And every year in Clarence, during the winter, there are about five or ten dark sky days. 
Sam has made a mess of his space. Or rather, he's not acting like a guest. He's acting like the space is his. Laundry, both clean and dirty, is strewn evenly on the floor, unseparated. A few magazines and books, a transistor radio, and a copy of The Crying of Lot 49 on the couch. It's cold. He's smoking a cigarette. He taps an ember into a can of Pepsi. Sam, I asked you not to do that. One of us could mistake it and take a drink of ashtray. What if they want a charcola? Sam asks. Sam is joking with his sister, but she's clearly displeased. Today hasn't been going well. She'd wanted it to go well. The plan was to have Dale over for soda and sandwiches. Meet Sam. Tell Sam about how much she loves this guy Dale. Tell Sam the nice news about her engagement. Or at least test the water on any of that. But it's barely gotten anywhere. Sam has been terrible today. Sam goes back to reading Pynchon. The crying of Lot 49 is extremely confusing. He has no idea what he's looking at or what's happening on the page, but he digests it. He reads every word, like he's eating food. It might take him a few years to understand much of what the book is about or if the book is about anything at all. He might even think at some point that the book isn't about anything, and maybe it isn't. With Thomas Pynchon, the less you know what you're reading, the better. And Sam's loving it. With Thomas Pynchon, the less you know about what you're reading, the better reading, the better reading, the better. Different words just leaping out in clusters. And Sam's loving it. He just stares at the words and takes in what he can hear. Each page is like music. Different words just leaping out in clusters. Marie takes the cigarette-filled soda can from Sam and hands him an ashtray. She looks down at her brother and whispers, You're being a real jerk. Sam ashes onto the proper tray with a tap. He grins a brotherly smile to his sister. It's the kind of smile that only a sibling can get away with. The kind of smile that says, Fuck off, just deal with it. Marie puts the soda can in the trash. There's another long pause. Another wheezing, percolator, heave, and gulp. While Marie is in the kitchen talking with Dale, he's halted by one sentence. While Marie is in the kitchen talking with Dale, Sam is halted by one sentence. By one sentence. While Marie is in the kitchen with Dale, Sam goes back to reading Pynchon. One sentence. 
has no idea what he's looking at or what's happening really on the page, but he digests it. Might take him a few years to understand much of what the book is about at all, or if the book is about anything. Each page is like music, different words just leaping out in clusters. He just stares at the words and takes in what he can hear. He's suddenly halted by one sentence. She could carry the sadness. She could carry the sadness of the moment. She could carry the sadness of the moment with her forever. The page slaps in quiet. For a moment, Sam considers apologizing. Sam and Marie didn't have very good parents. I suppose the active verb would be don't have very good parents, but that would suggest the parents still being present in any way. They have been slowly dissolving out of Sam and Marie's life for close to a decade now. Worked out for everybody. But Sam doesn't really talk with his folks and neither does Marie. If Marie and Sam have any family, it's just the two of them. Coffee percolators often expose the grounds to higher temperatures than other brewing methods. They brew the coffee through constant back and forth recirculation. They can make a very strong cup of coffee. Sam goes back to reading. Marie walks away quietly for a moment and finds a mirror in the bathroom out of view. Dale can catch a glimpse of it from where he is in the kitchen, at least her reflection in the mirror, and he sees her correct her expression and try to smile, but also seems to be very tough at the moment. Dale can see this struggle. Dale can see this. Marie's eyes, her eyes, look like the Hoover Dam about to crack. It's a side of Marie that Dale is beginning to know. Her sadness, her struggle, whatever you want to call it. Her sadness, her struggle. Her sadness, her struggle. Whatever you want to call it. But that other side of her, he's insanely infatuated with it on contact. Her fragility. Marie is so fragile. Her fragility taps something deep and primitive inside of him. Dale wants only to protect Marie and to see the effect of her brother on her. It enrages Dale to know Marie's brother is upsetting her so much. It enrages him to know Marie's brother Dale is upsetting her so much. He can't help it. Sam, I don't think you want to talk to her like that. That's your sister. Sam, I don't think you want to talk like that. That's your sister. It's a clear provocation. Sam looks up at Dale. Sam looks up at Dale. I don't know about that, Doug. 
What's it to you? Boiling water and gravity. The coffee is brewed through constant back and forth recirculation. Sam, I don't think you want to talk to her like that. That's your sister. Sam looks up at Dale. I don't know about that, Doug. What's it to you? Marie quickly interrupts. Sam, now you know Dale's name, Sam. It is Dale. And Marie then turns to Dale. And honey, I don't think you should have commented anything to Sam like that. Please, both of you, don't fight. Marie is furious at both of them suddenly. And to be honest, Dale should have shut up. <laughs> How does this improve anything? Suddenly, Sam is riled up. Honey, I thought Honey's name was Doug. <laughs> Sam scoffs back. Honey, Honey, Honey. 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 How long has Doug been a honey, Mare? Dale stares at Sam. Dale, Dale doesn't, doesn't give a, a shit, shit that he's her brother. He has to get out of there for a moment. God, he wants to smack this kid. Dale is still staring at Sam. Sam, not responding, just goes back to reading, looking down at Thomas Finchin. Dale is still staring at Sam. Taps out a cigarette from his back pocket. Be right back, he says. And he opens the front door to go smoke outside. He has to get out of there. Oh, what a prince, Sam says, suddenly noticing Dale's chivalrous move to smoke outside. Wow, Dale's a really great guy. <laughs> Please be nice, Marie says. You two fucking? Sam! Marie screams in a way at her brother that Dale can hear her reaction from outside the window. It's gonna take a lot of restraint to keep from beating the shit out of this kid. Honey, honey, honey. 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 Dale's instinct is to speak up. He knows it'd be the wrong thing for Marie and it is quite a bit of heavy lifting for him to restrain himself, at least any further. Percolators often expose the grounds to higher temperatures. Coffee brewed with this method is particularly susceptible to over-extraction. This can mean burned or bitter combinations. Marie what? Dale's a great guy because he's smoking outside? It's not that big a sacrifice. He's got the damn awning. I don't think he's even being rained on. Sam offers. <laughs> Marie just gives up. It's always this way with her brother. She walks away. Outside. Dale's doing his own psychology. This is all temporary, Dale assures himself. And hell, family always sucks. Marie is definitely worth it. Don't take the bait, Dale. This is how families are. Play the long game. Play the long game. Sam showing up out of nowhere was a test. And Dale will pass every test he needs to pass to keep this incredible, soft, bright light of a woman in his life. 
Obviously, Marie has yet to mention to Sam that Dale and Marie are engaged. It's obviously not a good time, and it's an easy secret to hide. She doesn't have a ring yet, and right now that's very convenient. What she doesn't know is that Dale plans to surprise her when it's a good moment. He's been keeping a ring in his pocket since a few days. It's beautiful, and it's the best ring that he can afford. There's nothing else he'd rather spend his money on. He treasures this woman, and he wants her to know it. But of course, there's a time for that. There's a time for giving a ring, and this one, with Sam being a dipshit, is not one of them. Dale reminds himself not to blow up. He who loses it, loses it. He utters as a mantra to not take any bait from Sam. Sam's just a kid, a young kid, and give him some slack. Marie is his sister. Dale remembers being a little younger. He knows how it can be with family. Don't take it personally, Dale. You're good. So just be in there, supportively, for her. He stomps out the cigarette on the sidewalk. Taps it into his Pepsi can and comes back inside. Is this where it goes? Dale says, joking, offering his own can of Pepsi with a cigarette inside of it. Sam can't help but laugh. They both laugh to one another for a moment. Dale has done a good deed. The three of them have a little bit better of a day. Marie looks over at Dale a few hours later, thanks him. At 4.30 p.m., with the mood greatly lifted, Marie puts on a new cup of coffee. And the percolator, in all its music, continues to hum with the outside rain. <laughs>